0: Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. ES Audio.
1: From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland, and this is The Leader Weekends. Every Saturday, we bring you a bonus episode of our business podcast, How To Be A CEO. This is a cut-down version, so hit the link in the show notes to hear the full thing, or search your podcast provider for How To Be A CEO. There are new episodes every Monday morning. Charlie Mullins. He's one of Britain's best-known and most successful businessmen. He founded Pimlico Plumbers in 1979, turned it into a £50 million a year trade empire, then sold it last year for £140 million. You know,
2: it's a lot of money. I remember my lawyer ringing me up one morning and said, you know, the money's in your account, kind of thing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean... It takes a lot of sort of believing And then, you know, you start thinking Oh, you know, bloody hell, I I wasn't expecting this So what do you do after that? I mean, I'd take a really long holiday But someone
1: who leaves school at 15 and starts their own business In an estate agent's basement Isn't really the vacationing type
2: It's something that's still in me that I can do Obviously I don't want to be working all day and every day And I want to enjoy what I've got But um, we didn't realise how right we had it Until we come away from it
1: I'm David Marsland from the Evening Standard. Charlie will be appearing at our SME Expo, which is being held at the XL London on April 25th and 26th. He's doing an Ask Me Anything session. But when we meet him at the Evening Standard's offices, I want to ask him, having done all that and worked so much, isn't it time to relax?
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's far from it. I mean, I, I actually plan at the moment to open up another London service company, a family-run one. Um, I have a, a three-year clause that we we not to open up until that three years, 18 months into it. And uh, we're certainly planning it. We've just taken over a 10,000-square-foot building in Lambeth and, um, you know, going to plan it so it's going to be a, a really dynamic company and uh, get back to running a, a big family business.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you can go into about what that company is because obviously it's, it's not even launched yet. But thinking about that three-year clause where you couldn't start something, was that frustrating? I mean, when you sold the company, did you think, oh, it's going to be fine, I'm not going to do this again? How, how soon after? you? you well, well, to it- be
2: perfectly honest, at the time, when, when we completed the sale in um, uh, October 2021, I had no intention of ever opening again. You know, I've got enough money to, you know, live a wonderful life, and, and so has my family. But, you know, I, I've noticed that, the London is missing this lovely family-run business that we used to have. And, you know, it's 41 years of my life and many members of my family was involved with it. And, you know, they've said to me that, you know, that they really fancy because, you know, picked up a lot of knowledge in all them years uh, of it. And and I, I would hate it to go a waste. And, um, you know, I'm certainly not doing it for the money, but certainly, you know, I have, you know, quite a few uh, grandchildren and four children and uh, and their families and, I feel that um, I've got quite a lot to offer again. You know, when you start a business from literally back of a van and then sell it for in excess of 140 mil, <laughs> um, you know, you learn a lot and certainly we had it right, that was for sure. And and I just feel that um, it was a very much a family business and, and as much as I think it was my best decision in, in business, it was also my worst decision selling it. I would have loved to have handed it down and, and and the family members still to run it. So I feel like I've let down customers. I've let down a lot of staff. And, you know, I'm getting a lot of um, sort of attention now from people saying, you know, we really could do with this family business kind of thing out there again.
0: So but, if you had that kind of weird time warp thing where you now can go right back to the very beginning of Pimlico Plumbers and there's yeah. young Charlie sitting there go, yeah. what's the advice you give well, to Well, him?
2: when you start a business and... Running it, you know, there's there's plenty of uh, sleepless nights, there's plenty of uh, where we're going to get the money, where we're going to pay the bills from. There's many ups and downs, and I think you, you've got to go through them to get to success. But believe me, when you do get there, there's nothing like it. And we was turning over 50 mil, 450 people on board, 270-odd bands on the road most recognisable plumbing company in the world and making good profits. And we had, I think, 1,500 apprentices went through our books over the years and that was a great, you know, a great sort of value to me because, you know, that's how I started. And I want to, you know, be able to offer apprentices that type of position again because apprentices have gone back over the years because government are not concentrating on it. And, And I feel... Um, it's something that's still in me that I can do. Obviously, I don't want to be working all day and every day, and I want to enjoy what I've got. But um, many members of the family have been there many years, and uh, it, we, we didn't realise how right we had it until we come away from it.
0: Yeah. It helps to get a better perspective, to step back that's and exactly then look it, at yeah. what, what you've done. Is there one thing you would go, right, this is going to happen, don't do that? What, <laughs> was it like a big mistake?
1: Like early in the business.
0: Yeah, right right there, right the very on the right, right, Charlie. This this
2: thing's gonna happen, you're gonna do this and just don't. Oh, I mean, you know, so many ups and downs in businesses. And uh, I think the biggest mistake we made over the years was um where we used to give many customers accounts and credit. And that was the thing that nearly sent us bust. So in the early late eighties, early nineties, we had no cash flow, we had overdrafts. We had loans from the bank and uh, we had quite a lot of customers owed us lots of money. Then the recession came and things were very, very difficult. We, we went in to see two liquidators. First one said, you've got no money, wrap it up. Second one said, you're going to lose your house, you're going to lose your business, you might as well fight for it. So we decided to fight for it. But we immediately changed their policy to um, payment on completion. That was the point that you know got us through it. And you find that Many businesses that go bust, is because somebody owes them money. You yeah. know, it's not necessarily they're doing anything wrong, but they can't get the money in. And, if you, and you know, cash flow is the most important thing. And and, and the other mistake I made, you know, it's quite adventurous. So I, I, I bought a building that was going to turn into our head office uh, in Lambeth. And um, I bought it, well, I thought it was at the right time, but evidently there was a recession just around the corner. And the bank lent us loads of dos for it and then... They weren't happy with the equity of it and they wanted to call the loan in. So the other mistake I made was, you know, don't trust banks, basically. I mean, they're crooks wow. in suits. <laughs> um, you know, they'll they lend you an umbrella as long as it's not raining.
1: <laughs> to the ads, for more info on the SME Expo and to register for free tickets, head along to smexpo.co.uk. Charlie, you
0: want
2: to run for mayor of london
0: like why why is the big question yeah well i
2: mean i feel that being I sort of come from london i live in london i work in london i spend all my time in london i spend all my money in london i understand london uh, and i understand what it needs to to get london moving again i think a businessman would be good ass london mayor and um you know so i'll be chucking my hat in the ring there and um you know, I feel quite confident of uh, getting a lot of people behind me. You know, the black taxi trade—they need a lot of help of, of, you know, being able to move around. And I'm not a lover of the of the bike lanes, and you know, they're empty <laughs> 20 hours a day, and you know, they've turned two lanes into one. It's just not right. And you need to get London moving, not just with traffic, but with with businesses. And you know, I'd come in with an apprenticeship scheme where. All apprentices have free London transport travel because a lot of people can't take a job because the fares are too expensive. You know, so you've got to start looking after uh, youngsters from from school level and get them in the workplace. And you know, I have to say, you know, most youngsters are getting trouble. You know, they often say, you know, I don't have a job, I've got nothing to do. So it's so important to to get people into. I think it's a it's a game changer when when a youngster gets a job. Yeah, and, but, I, and I feel I could. I just feel that understanding that, and coming from London, uh, I think it needs someone someone with with a business experience and a common sense approach.
0: But we were talking earlier about you know the importance of experience in in working and in doing a job. You don't have much experience in the political field. Could you work with the politicians inside City Hall? Do you, I mean, do you have, yeah, you, well, what I'm
2: saying is you don't have much experience well, of that you, political you world of negotiation. Over the years I've got involved in politics and, um, you know, had many, many debates with many politicians and, and you know, the difference with many politicians is they haven't run a business. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm one nil up on them and yeah, I mean, they've got all the brains in the world, but, you know, you know, they don't necessarily understand how business operates or a lot of people in the real world and you know I think I got quite involved with politics over the years I just feel that you know it needs working class people in politics that's exactly what it needs it needs people that understand money and understand what it's like you know I'm not a great believer in all these strikes and you need to be able to sit down and negotiate around the table but it needs more working class people in politics there's no two ways about that. That was Charlie Mullins. How to be a CEO is
1: back on Monday morning. Hit your follow button so you never miss any of our shows. And we have some great ones coming up. And go to standard.co.uk forward slash business every day for the latest news,
0: interviews and analysis.